0: Hello and welcome to the Point of Care podcast. Today's episode is on tachyarrhythmias, running a rapid response. As always, when you first walk into the room, get a first impression. Assess for the patient's mental status, whether they're in any acute distress and what their general appearance is. Note any tachypnea, including evidence of increased work of breathing and whether or not they might be protecting their airway. Get a sense of their current oxygenation What are they currently hooked up to? Do they seem to be getting better? And are you worried that you might need to intubate? Also, are they at risk of coding? For your initial stabilization, if they're not responsive, check their pulse and intubate them if you think you need to. Unstable tachyarrhythmias are defined by hypotension, altered mental status, chest pain, shortness of breath or edema, or new acute heart failure. If you're concerned about any of these, get pads on the patient and immediately cardiovert them. If you need to, make sure you sedate them before you shock. Push 50 micrograms of fentanyl and 1 to 2 milligrams of midazolam. If they're in respiratory distress or hypoxic, put them on 100% non-rebreather. Consider high flow nasal cannula or positive pressure ventilation if they have COPD, such as BiPAP, or if they have CHF. If you need to, intubate the patient and don't wait. Evidence that you might need to intubate them include a PaO2 of less than 60, despite being on non-rebreather or high flow nasal cannula max settings, a PaCO2 of over 45, despite BiPAP, or a pH less than 7.25, in the case of the patient tiring out and being unable to blow off CO2. If they're hypotensive and you're worried that they have an infection, give LR, send a basic and infectious workup start antibiotics, and a presser if you need it. For your intake and assessment, understand why they're in the hospital, any relevant comorbidities, such as prior MIs or coronary artery disease, whether they have heart failure, and whether they have a history of a prolonged QTC. Understand what happened that day and any recent meds they would have taken, especially QT prolonging meds. Some of the most common meds that you might come across in the inpatient setting include amiodarone, fluoroquinolones, azoles, antidepressants, ondansetron, and other antiemetics, haloperidol, quetiapine, and methadone. Also make sure you understand what the patient's current access is and what their code status is and any decision makers that might need to be involved in decisions. Understand their vitals, their current hemodynamics, their saturation, and their respiratory rate. Red flags that you might need to intubate the patient include pooling secretions, hemoptysis, and evidence of severe respiratory distress. When you're examining them, for your cardiopulmonary exam, look for crackles, new murmurs, assess their perfusion, and whether or not they're cold or warm. For your first pass workup, of course, get an EKG, and you can send a BMP, a MAG, a lactate, a troponin if you're concerned for ischemia, and an NT-proBNP. For management, if it's a narrow and regular rhythm, Your differential includes sinus tachycardia, atrial flutter, atrial tachycardia, and AVNRT or AVRT. If it's sinus tachycardia, the things that can cause this include pain, anxiety, hypovolemia, a fever or infection, heart failure, ACS, a PE, hypoxia, alcohol or benzo withdrawal, hyperthyroidism, caffeine intake, and common meds in the inpatient setting that include albuterol, pressors, levothyroxine, stimulants, and even potassium. If it's narrow and regular, the first thing you should trial, especially if you might think it's SVT, includes vagal maneuvers. The most successful vagal maneuvers that can break a rhythm include providing steady pressure to the carotid sinus, which is below the angle of the mandible at the level of the thyroid cartilage. Don't do it on both sides, just one. You can also have the patient blow into a syringe for 10 to 15 seconds, and you can passive leg raise them to 45 degrees for 15 seconds. If this doesn't work, you should be considering medications, especially if you're concerned that this might lead to an unstable rhythm. For SVT, adenosine, six milligrams, six milligrams, and then 12 milligram push if it's a peripheral line, and then three, three, and six if it's a central line. If that doesn't work, you can trial metoprolol, 5mg IV, or amiodarone, 150mg IV bolus, followed by a drip. If the rhythm is narrow and irregular, your differential includes AFib with RVR, multifocal atrial tachycardia, a flutter with variable block, sinus tachycardia with frequent PVCs. In this case, AFib with RVR or AFlutter is the most common you can push IV metoprolol 5 milligrams three times. And if that doesn't work, or if you don't have that much blood pressure room, you can instead do amiodarone 150 milligrams IV, followed by a drip of 1 mg per minute for 6 hours, followed by 0.5 mg per minute for 18 hours, and then transition to PO medicines. Do note, though, that amiodarone can, in fact, drop your blood pressure. If you need to start a presser in that case, if it's AFib, Start with phenylephrine for just afterload, especially if you've already given metope since they'll be acting opposite each other. And as always, if the patient becomes unstable, cardiovert them. If the rhythm is wide and regular, your differential includes monomorphic VTAC, SBT with aberrancy, and pre-excitation, including Wolf parkinson white In this case, medicines are really what you do. You start with amiodarone, which is good for either VT or SVT in the cases where you're not sure if it's VTAC or SVT with aberrancy. Just like with AFib, you do 150 mg IV bolus followed by the drip, or you could do lidocaine, 1 to 1.5 mg per kg IV bolus, with 100 mg being the most common dose and a max of 3 mg per kg of boluses, followed by a drip, which you can start at 1 mg per minute. If the rhythm is wide and irregular, the differential includes polymorphic VTAC, torsades, and AFib with aberrancy. In the case where it's polymorphic VTAC or torsades, you can start by giving magnesium two to four milligrams over 15 minutes. You can do lidocaine, one to 1.5 mg per kg IV bolus with the same dosing as noted above. And that's okay for torsades and other polymorphic ventricular tachycardias, which is why lidocaine can be a good option. If you're sure it's not torsades, and you're certain there's no underlying baseline QT prolongation, amiodarone might be a better choice. You can also trial increasing the patient's heart rate with isoproteranol, or do overdrive pacing. And if you're concerned that the patient has an underlying Wolf-Parkinson-White delta wave, choose procainamide. That's all for this episode. Check out pointofcaremedicine.com to see the templates we discussed, as well as the pearls, literature, and links to other resources.